0: On this two-part episode of the Buckhorn Podcast, Randy and I sit down with Mo Dingo and Jason Giannetti. We talk fitness, politics, and things.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a party now.
0: Welcome to the Buckhorn Podcast. I am Marto, and with me always is Randy.
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry, guys. My bad. Uh, Oh, that was great. Yeah,
0: hey,
2: I I am here. You are here, and... And obviously we have other people with us. We
0: have other people. (laughs) Balls. We've got Mingo Doe. I had to think about it for a minute. No, it's Domingo. Domingo, that's what I <laughs> Domingo. That's my, that's my alias. Yes. Domingo and Mr. Jason Gennetti. How are you guys doing? What's happening, man? Awesome.
1: Awesome. Finally oh. glad I can make it on the show as your only uh shareholder. You know, yes. it, it took nearly nearly 2 years for me to get on an episode, but I'm finally here.
0: Well, I wanted to do it in
1: person, but Yeah, this whole pandemic thing has got that all hosed up.
2: Yeah. So, it's it's all right. But the cool thing is we were able to get not only Mo from across the state, but Jason from out of state.
0: Way out of state. This is the like, first time we've done this too. So Yeah. This is this will be interesting. Oh, so you're and I love that he's wearing a Mr. Rogers. I was just shirt to say <laughs> that's, that. That's I pretty, love pretty glorious. <laughs> yeah.
2: Love it. I'm wearing my new uh, shirt here. I've got a, it's a rainbow with like knockoff care bears in the sun and it says I hate people. I just got it in in the mail yesterday. I like so. that. Yeah, that's a shirt for me. Uh, and it I'm is. I'm wearing a um Speed Speed Shop CrossFit
0: shirt.
1: Oh yeah, there you go.
2: And Mo is wearing tassels. Yes, yeah,
1: got tassels. Titty tassels.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, so
0: what are we doing today? General fuckery. Oh, so so we called it the other day. (laughs) So
2: we got Mo on, who we've talked about umpteen times, and Jason on, who lives in Arizona. Yep. And we have Mm -hmm. no plan and no schedule. Isn't that what we always do? Uh, welcome to the to show, go. guys. Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Live and direct.
2: That's right. right. I mean, that is that is what we do. That's kind of our, our MO. Not our MO, but our MO. Um, our modus operandi. operandi. Sure. Our mode of operation yeah. uh, is to never plan anything. So um, what's it like in Arizona right now? Because in Ohio, it's beautiful. It's 70 and sunny, clear skies.
3: It's fucking hot, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm
2: literally sweating from walking up the steps here, so I can imagine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think there is something to that whole, you know, there's that joke where everybody's like, oh, it's just dry heat out there. It's definitely different. I feel like you're just, like, walking around inside of an oven all the time. but, uh, But it's not, like, that many months out of the year. So, I mean, most of the time it's... If you take your probably best times like in Ohio where you just really love the weather and all that stuff, that's what it is like 90% of the time out here. But then it's like June through July, August, whatever, at least from my experience so far, it's 112, 118, like just it's crazy. But it's definitely different. It would be completely disgusting if it was more out east where you have more humidity. It's just kind of just hot. Yeah. so you I, just
1: d- during those summer months that jason mentioned you're not allowed to wear orange because you might burst into flames
3: because it's, <laughs> <so laughs> it's like a place <laughs> i need to move to yeah
0: maybe i won't it just, go to
3: florida it's crazy man because you just like you dehydrate so fast out here i feel like i can never drink enough water like i have to have like a permanent fire hose like attached to my shoulder or something just and, to get And the tr- it's just crazy it sneaks up on yeah, you
1: and the tricky part to that is you don't sweat as much because it's so damn dry no. out there and that's why yeah. you get you get confused and you don't really think okay. about it until it's too late.
2: You three won't sweat as much. <laughs> I'm sweating sitting here under a fan. I'm, it's, dude, it's seventy, I'm you, and I'm inside <laughs> under a ceiling fan, and I'm sweating.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's different, man. It's been it's been I'm outside all the time, so it's been interesting to get used to. I'm, I'm getting used to it now, though. But it just, I suppose, I would be the only idiot that would be like, well, I don't really like Ohio because it's always so damn cold. I'm just going to move to the polar opposite where it's fucking hot <laughs> yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, that, that's my, I have so, so many
2: friends that hate Ohio and hate the weather and they want to move to Florida and they want to move to like, I have family in Texas and they're like, move down here. The winters are great. I'm like, yeah, but my problem is if say I do hate winters here, which I don't, but if I hate winters mm-hmm. here, I want to hate summers down there. Like I have no desire to hit 112 degrees. It's, when I was out in Arizona was in the January to early February and we were yeah. outside hiking all day every day filming the show fat guys in the woods and that was yeah. considered winter and the days got too hot for me so i'm yeah, like i'm hard pass on arizona Sun. It's,
3: it's interesting the way yeah because it, it i don't know it's it's definitely crazy and you it's almost like you know people get that seasonal depression you know back east because of never wanting to go outside because it's freezing it's really no different here when at the hottest points of the year it's just like you don't really want to go outside so it's like it's especially if you don't have a pool or something to jump in like it's just it's like, well, why the fuck would you go out there? Like, you're just going to sit and roast your ass off. There's nothing to do. You don't want to stand outside. You know, like, I play just like a – I'm on a rec league softball team just for something to do. And it's like, man, if we played any time other than at night, it would be miserable. Yeah. You yeah. It's, it's and the, the only- one
2: thing I noticed when we flew into uh, Tucson from Atlanta and when we oh. left the airport, you know, there's a couple, like, hotels, but every house I saw was a ranch. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants an upstairs in their house because screw trying to cool that in the no. summer, I guess, and – and I know yeah. in Texas, like my family, everybody's got like two air conditioners per house. Like you have a backup. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I enjoyed my time there, and I enjoyed my time on the show. But I have no desire to live to where temps can reach one twelve, and people are just like, "Yeah, that's normal." Like,
1: it's the only place normal. I lived where it's cheaper to play golf in the winter time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and it's
1: also the only place where you don't ride your motorcycle in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, that's high. fair. But after your after yeah. your first year, you get used to it, and then I'm it's excited. all downhill from yeah. there.
0: I want to go to Arizona now. Yeah. You I like should Arizona.
3: I, like, I really don't mind it now. It, it was weird like. at first, but it's you. You sort of get when you're when you're in it all the time. You just get used to it. You kind of learn what to do and certain things to wear and stuff. And
2: what I would do is not nothing. And what I would wear is a speedo all the time.
0: That would work, though. Nothing else. Well, and after two or three months, you'd also weigh 172 pounds.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Eighth grade was so much fun.
1: <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> and, and another crazy thing, I don't know if you've experienced it yet, Jason, but is the snowbirds. Like, I didn't understand the snowbird uh, phenomenon until I got there. And for those that are listening and watching that don't understand that, like, you get all these people from the northern states that are retired, retirement age, and they literally – flock to Arizona like the population Mm -hmm. I would say would increase by about 20 to 30 percent during the winter time with all these snowbirds coming down from you know the the high five states and you know immediately because the traffic is much worse all the grocery stores are packed Um, you see a lot more golf carts on the road because that's what the folks do is uh, the older folks instead of driving cars they drive golf carts It's safer.
3: And then Uh, then it's that's started happening in Circleville
2: lately. Like, there's golf carts just everywhere in Circleville now. I don't get it because uh, cuts down on emissions. No, they're idiots. These are like the ten thousand dollar golf carts, and then they pay for the accessories to keep them heated in the winter and for the radios. I'm sitting there going, just buy like a Chevy Volt or something. Like, (laughs) you're spending so much on a golf cart, and then like the plastic siding for the winter and the heat, and I I just don't get it. I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to have one, but I'm not paying. 10 grand for a golf cart. I mean, Come on.
0: Pick them up on Craigslist for like 250 bucks. No, no
1: but nah, the, not no, the golf carts out there. The golf cart no, game no. out in Arizona oh. and Phoenix is like on point. Like you'll see was Diamond was. Plate and yeah. like mm-hmm.
2: you got uh, the chrome rims. Chrome rims, rims. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it is in Circle. That's what I'm saying. That's how yeah. it is in Circleville. But There's you like don't need five that. or
0: six. No, you, you don't live in need, it. It. You just <laughs> need a 250 dollars <laughs> two seater.
2: Dude, I'm trying to get around my little Suzuki mini bike I just bought, a little 125cc. Oh, dude, I'm going to look like one of those grizzly bears on a, you know, Russian grizzly bear on a bike.
1: You are right a Russian town. grizzly bear. <laughs> Just little pedals. That but should be your like new a, gamer tag, Randy, Russian grizzly bear.
2: Uh, that used to be my gamer tag, and I got some uh unwanted solicitations. So, mm. usually, when you look like me and you use anything that says bear in it online, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you tend to get the unwanted attention, <laughs> um, which I'm usually fine with, but... but uh yeah, sorry to move on. So anyway. <laughs> enough about my sex life. <laughs> um, I had a birthday two days ago. Happy you birthday. Did. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. I turned thirty seven, which I think I believe I'm younger than everybody here, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. You're the baby I'll be
0: forty on Monday. Yeah, I know, I know
2: yours is coming up. You sent me a, you sent me a message to the happy birthday. It warmed my heart.
0: I did. I sent one to Brandon Holly also, and did his birthday was... The, way? Way. the yeah. 19th. You it's, thought it was the 18th. I did. He was like, <laughs> it's tomorrow.
3: I'm like, I'm super punctual.
2: Yeah. yeah. No big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, for, so, if it wasn't
3: for Facebook, I wouldn't know half of the people's birthdays anymore.
2: Well, it, and I talked about this on one of our old episodes, but I quit doing Facebook birthdays because I don't even look at the thing on my screen. I wish I could hide it uh, because mm. years ago... Like, my birthday's 18th. I have a cousin's that's the 17th, another one's that's the 20th, and a good friend of mine that was the 20th. And one year, something popped up. It was like, hey, it's so and so's birthday. And this is when Facebook was, I mean, this is eight, nine years ago. And I told him happy birthday. Well, then my cousin, I forgot about hers because she lived like in another state. We (laughs) see each other once Mm. every year or two. You know, I just, whatever. Well, then she sent me this like message, like, you sent them a happy birthday and not me on Facebook and blah blah blah. So I just went screw it. I didn't say I didn't reply. And for the last six, seven, eight years, like if somebody posts on somebody else says hey happy birthday, I'll just like put a gif or something it's like yeah what they said. Like I you know <laughs> I might piggyback on somebody else's happy birthday, but I quit doing them all together. I had people call me, text me, message me. Some put it on Facebook, some didn't. I to me I don't care. Beth asked me Wednesday she's like where do you want to go for your birthday tomorrow night for dinner. I said, I don't care. Once you cook that Italian chicken thing you make, <laughs> that was it. Like, stay home. You know, Just it's not a big deal to me. So, when somebody got upset that I didn't tell them happy birthday on Facebook, I just I quit. Yeah. That's enough. And then, 16,
1: and then 16 Candles would have never been a John Hughes movie either if we had Facebook. That's back very then. true. Yeah.
2: That's very yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I tried something new. So, we usually, I, and I, it sucks. I didn't think about this, but we can't share with these guys. Uh, what time is it where you're at, Jason?
3: uh i don't know it's three hours behind you seven something
2: holy crap 720 <laughs> thank you for joining us so early
3: <laughs> oh no that's dude i'm i'm up all the time even on weekends it's like 5 oh, Crazy. i know when uh yeah.
1: when uh when martel said yeah uh, we're gonna do it 10 o'clock i was like dude that's like seven o'clock for jason
3: <laughs> yeah no, it's, really it's all good yeah i got a little bit of a light weekend otherwise i'd probably be like going out to work on something so it's no big deal. I still like I like I said the other day when we did that test call. Like I feel like I I think my body still thinks it's on East Coast time. So like to me this would be ten thirty, you know. So, yeah.
2: so what I don't really feel bed? the same. Uh, like that time there, Arizona time. What time do you yeah, usually it's go ten to bed?
3: o'clock here? So which oh, okay. probably is a little late. But like you know, it's yeah. It's just it's I still kind of feel like even though I've been here for a little bit now, I still feel sort of like. My body's still on on East Coast time. I'm just so used to that for so long, yeah. So it just doesn't it doesn't feel like anything. It's just like, well, it's earlier here,
1: you know? yeah. And you spent so much time there that you're. It's probably going to take a little bit for your body to get <laughs> oh, adjusted.
3: Oh, I would, w- yeah, I would imagine it's going to be pretty interesting. So, but it's yeah, it's just it never bothered me. It was always harder for me to come back home after coming out here and visiting her or Mm -hmm. something like that, like I have a good buddy of mine that lives. It's weird. Him and I like lived about 20, 25 minutes from each other in Ohio. And now we're 20 minutes from each other in Arizona. Nice. nice. Yeah. So it's like, so I would come out and visit him too, even before I met her. And it was just, it was always weirder coming back, you know, and then Mm -hmm. trying to get back on schedule and stuff. So, yeah.
0: But now you don't have to come back
3: ever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean, there <laughs> except for very very few things i don't have too many plans on doing that but yeah i'll come and see you though well you
0: better i'm <laughs> oh, gonna come man. see you i'm gonna come jump in the pool oh yeah man somebody has got to use
1: this fucking thing yeah and you got to make sure you <laughs> take him to heart attack grill when he comes out there
2: is that the yeah. one where if you like aren't way so much you get your meal free
1: What's they that? Used There's to a place that? where it's like yeah. if you're over 350 I haven't been pounds, there yet, you eat the I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're over a certain weight, you're, you get your food free. And then the. How uh, many times can
2: you go there a day? <laughs> I <don't> want to know. <laughs> and, because I would never have to pay for a yeah, meal again. It opened, up, it opened
1: up right before I left. And uh, I think the burgers, it's like a bypass is the level of burger. So like a single, double, triple bypass. Oh jeez! Oh, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I, and like that all the yeah, <laughs> I was
2: just saying, all you healthy people are sitting there like, oh, that sounds disgusting. I'm like, how can I? Where do I go? And well, no, yeah, this is sign me up,
3: but still,
1: <laughs> is this the place where all the servers are dressed up as nurses? They, I think they used to. I, I think, think they so, stopped yeah. doing that, okay. and then wow. like, so if you, uh, I think the quadruple bypass was the big one, and if you were, if you finished that, they wheeled you out it uh, to your car in a wheelchair, and oh. uh, yeah. Everything's cooked in, like, animal fat. And oh, I'm down. Let's so, go.
2: hypothetical, if we happen to go in on our own hover round, do they still put me in a different wheelchair to wheel me out?
1: I think for you, we could make arrangements, yeah. Okay. I'm, sure, yeah I'm sure we can make that happen.
2: <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad when you get to the point you're so big that you lose 10 pounds and nobody notices a thing. Hey. It's a start, right? It's, it's a 10 go.
3: pounds, it's 10 pounds, bro. Yeah, right. and the, the
2: worst part was, it was my birthday, so I would lost all this weight, and then, of course, everybody's like, well, here's food. Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're not helping the situation
3: <laughs> at all. That, uh, I feel like that always happens, though. It's like no matter what time of the year, it's like you, even if you get you finally get on track, and then there's always something or some event or something that comes up. Yeah, like you know, a damn pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that doesn't <laughs> help either,
1: right?
2: <laughs> I, I saw a picture. I, I'm on a uh, Facebook. I think it's like it's something about bourbon. It's Columbus Bourbon said Facebook group, you know, yeah. and. This guy put a picture of his recycling bin out for a month's worth of COVID bottles. Oh, and it was a whole recycling bin full of just like Buffalo Trace and Well and all nah. this. He's like, I'm pretty sure my recycling guy's going to think I'm an alcoholic. I was like, dude, if that's one yeah, month. Really? Like, you are an alcoholic. <laughs> I got news <this> for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a whole bin full of empty yeah. bourbon whiskey bottles. He's like, not an
0: alcoholic. He's an aficionado. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholics He's go a professional. to
2: meetings. That's Speaking right. of alcoholics, for my birthday, I decided to try something new. And I wish I could share this with you two, but I can't. Um, but I've always wanted to try mead. So oh. I have this Brother's Drake yeah. um, apple pie mead with spices. Yeah. I brought first to try.
0: I noticed that half the bottle's gone, so
2: <laughs> <you've> apparently <laughs> already tried it. Well, <laughs> see, what had happened was I opened Evapor- it and it a evaporated. Little bit. Uh, It did. It evaporated straight into my gullet. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I like about it. And I guess I can, show, I can show people stuff now. Oh, you can, yes. This is from Columbus. Okay. Wait, I got to – okay, it's not me, so it's I got to make opposite. sure I turn it. <laughs> uh, but what I love, this little thing, hexagon, whatever, on the back shows you the different notes it gets. So mm. it tells you if it's sweet, spicy, or whatever. So it should be – Fruit, floral, tart, or – like, it tells you what they have. Uh, apples but, and honey should be really uh, sweet. Well, this one is. It's it, They say it's an apple pie. Uh, it's a classic American dessert. Crafted in the most ancient form of fermentation, a simple combination of local apple juice and local wildflower honey. See, you should do voiceover work,
1: Randy. He I just reads so much better <laughs> than I do, for real, man. <laughs> Either that or bring the nine seven six numbers back.
3: One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever brings in the most cash. There you go. Um, hey, both. Both is good. Can yeah. you do a Russian Wait, accent?
2: So we've been doing this for two years. <laughs> Uh, I was about to try, and I can't even think of it off the top of my head. What do Russian sound like? If you're Russian, uh, call in. and, <laughs> call and Let it. us listen uh, to your voice. Call, yeah, let, let me listen to your voice. Uh, but it's, it, this contains cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. We're always talking about bourbon spices. We yeah. always joke about nutmeg. And I saw that on the bottle. I was like, well, I'm getting that. Uh, but this is 13% alcohol by volume.
0: That's it? Um, I got beer heavier than that. Okay, well, good for you. <laughs>
2: Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday in two days. I don't care. Uh, but what caught me was they put gluten free on it. Oh, and I, I'm oh, not nah. I don't I don't have a gluten allergy. But ooh, ooh, do you hear that? I'll shut that by the mic. Um but it, we're gonna do a quick review on this because we do have guests on. I don't want to just be like talking in them. Notice how in this so
0: it's only ten thirty in the morning we're already
2: drinking. Uh, <laughs> well, but it's it's ten it's ten thirty Ohio time. It's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. In Arizona, it'd be 7.30, so it'd be weird there. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I've learned wanna so it. much
3: shit just from you guys in the last, I don't know, week or so that I've sort of been <laughs> binge listening to you Because <laughs> I don't know shit about alcohol. Like, I just never drank. I was never a big fan of it as far as, like, the taste. I don't know. I just, to me, I never cared. So I don't know shit about any of that yeah. stuff. But, like, listening to you two go back and forth about like all these different episodes I've listened to, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I didn't really know there was that much to do with the uh, alcohols and where they come from and all that.
0: Oh yeah, and most of it's made up. We just, yeah,
2: I was gonna say <laughs> everything you learn from us is a farce. We don't know what we're doing. Um it's Well, right. that's the thing. We talk I don't about know it. Any better. We, uh, well, good. Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just regurgitating stuff that I hear from other people. We're going
2: to have people go to some bourbon tasting, like, oh, I've been listening to these guys for two years. I know what I'm talking about. And they go in all these professions yeah. like, They're you're like, an idiot. You're, you're a moron. moron <laughs> you know nothing. That's not even a bourbon. <laughs> you're drinking gin, moron.
1: <laughs> so, um, my first experience with me, my daughter, she's, a uh, she's into acting and everything. And she wants, that's what she wants to go to college for. So, it just so happens that every year when we have our Renaissance Fair here in Ohio, it kind of correlates with her fall play. And for the past several years, it's always been like period stuff. Like I think it was uh, Snow White and the Seven Doors was like the last one. So she always goes there and she'll buy an outfit. So I take her out there and you know, and she's shopping and everything. And I just, so I was like, Oh, me, let me try some of that. Man, that was a lot. I had a lot more octane than I was expecting.
2: Now that's what I was going to say. Martell's talking about it only being 13%. Uh, yeah. I'm a bourbon guy. So in my, in the Kiln Tavern down at my house, I've got. I, my my collection, and I've got stuff that's anywhere from, like, 80 proof to 120 proof. Yeah. I had two... Like, I we got wine glasses out because um, I got Beth a sweet wine that she liked. And uh I was like, well, I'll pour a little, make sure I like this and don't want to dump it down the drain. Poured a little, loved it. So I poured a lot. Two glasses in, I was like, I'm good. I'm done. That's it. And it, it hit me. I told Beth, I was like, it hits different. Bourbon, I'm used to. The whiskeys, I'm used to. Uh But this stuff... Again, I'm thinking 13%. I mean, that's only 26 proof. Yeah. That's nothing compared to what we usually review. But it just hits so different. So I get what you're saying, Mo. Like, I've had beers of yours that are high octane, and I, I don't know why this hit different. But I always I – like It's the, all the sugar in it. Yeah, that's probably I mean, point. I it's,
0: mean, it's literally liquid <laughs> sugar. Mm-hmm. Fermented sugar it's with delicious. alcohol. So let's yeah. let's yep. do a
2: quick taste, and we'll get back to some with these guys so they're not bored just watching us. <laughs> what do you get on the nose? You didn't do.
0: You're just oh drinking. no, I did it. <laughs> um, it smells like. He says ten thirty shots. Yeah, it smells like <laughs> malt, like apple cider,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it kind of tastes like cold malt apple cider. What do you think about it? It's really good. I like it. I'd buy a bottle.
2: And here's the thing: I've thought about making this because it's super easy. You can get into making mead. If you just buy one setup for like fifty bucks, and it takes a few months, and you can always flavor it differently, and it can take longer depending on how much you let it sit, this bottle's twenty five bucks. It's not bad, which isn't bad for it. But I'm saying you're going, man, I could make a lot of money making this
0: myself. It's an expensive glass or expensive bottle of wine.
2: It is, Um, but yeah, no, I like this. Yeah, this is from Brothers Drake Distillery here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which I thought was really cool. I didn't realize they were in Columbus. I didn't either. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I seriously was drinking it, and I was like, I've heard of these guys. I wonder where they're from. Um, produced and bottled by Brothers Drake right on Fifth Avenue at Columbus, Ohio. And I went to their Instagram last night when I made my post. Yeah. They did one with a gold label just like this, an apple pie, finished in bourbon barrels. Mm. 26 bottles. That's it. Oh, wow. Oh. So I might try to run up there after this and see if I can't snag us one. <laughs> okay. But, cool. yeah, no, it's, this is a local one. What do you rate it? How many donuts? I'll give it a. I'll give it a three. That's exactly where I was. This is a three for me. This is yep. a buy it if you see it. I got this at a local place, a, a farm market actually, of all places in Circleville. I've never been to, even though I've lived there since middle school, uh, well on and off. But they have a whole selection of craft beers too. Oh, local nice. wines, local meads. So yeah, I'm giving this one a three. Good job, brothers. Drake. Yeah, I like it. Go buy it. Yep. All so right. What are we doing? So nothing. It's just. <laughs> Whatever. I'm so glad we knew they were going to be on for a week. I know. So <laughs> we're the worst. I know. Well, Mo, like when Mo does his podcast, like he plans stuff out. I've heard. Like I've talked to people that have been guests on your show, and they're like, "Man, Mo's got like an agenda and topic." Janetti does. Aaron Janetti does the same thing. Right. We went on his. He's got this whole whiteboard. Like we Him walked and, into a yeah. studio, and he's like, "Okay, here's our topic. Here's the the points we're going to hit throughout." When we don't we, do any of that. We hit point one, but and it went downhill from there. <laughs>
1: Like, Sometimes but, you guys even forget to do an intro.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's whatever whatever happens. I mean, I wasn't going to do one today, and then just ended up doing one. You yelled balls. Me? Uh, had, uh, someone uh, did. Yeah, sound someone might, somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's a soundboard. It's that new soundboard. It's fancy new equipment got. we yeah. got. But no, we've got so we've got Jason. We've got Mo. Jason is a he's a former CrossFit affiliate owner, and you've owned well you've owned. Three affiliates essentially, but it was the same gym that moved around, right? Yeah. So, and then Mo is a former coach and works for um, the IF3, yep. the International Fitness Found uh, is it Foundation.
1: Well, I, I work I, I work for USA Functional Fitness. But USA they, Functional they Fitness. They fall under International okay. Functional Fitness.
2: So I figured today we would talk. Fitness, fitness. Which I figured we would too, so I'll just sit here and drink my mead. Y'all go ahead.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is not my f- now. Here's a well, funny thing: we haven't done a fitness episode yet. We haven't. You're right. There's mm-hmm. a reason because um, I because you I'm don't barely work
0: fitness- out and I go to the gym at least three times a week.
2: I barely fit in this chair right now. Right. Uh, so, but you have uh, I used you to. have
1: experience. You you were a crop I, I lost 180 pounds.
2: Right? Yeah, I, I did. I, I was I was I was this big before. I lost 180 pounds. Was hiking mountains. Uh, in Pelotonia, 50 miles. Um, used to do that for fun because I wanted to join the military. And the funny thing is, when I looked close to Martel's, I was still a little bit bigger than Martel, but I weighed 268 pounds looking like that. So, like, I've always been heavy, even when people think I'm not. You're
1: a dense dude. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. In in the head and the body. And, uh, but yeah, so what happened, what happened was, (laughs) I went to join the military. Long story short, my, my grandfather, who was my hero, he was a uh, 21-year EOD in the Air Force, was on the ground in Vietnam. Um, never talked, like, just my hero. Never talked about his service. Never told us he had medals. I found out he had awards and medals that I didn't know until after he died. Um, and then he was a Nazarene pastor for 21 years. So when he passed away, I was like, okay, I'm, like, two months from enlisting. I'm getting ready to go. And then I got called to be a youth pastor, which was, like, complete opposite of the direction I was heading. And then over time, yeah. that was in 2012 ish, and then between then and now, I just slowly put it all back on because I started working with kids and doing the overnighters and pizza parties, and then once I started scaling back on Krav, and then I left the gym. You know, I was way more sed- uh, sedentary, and so now at 37, I'm trying to do what I did a decade ago and lose it again, and it's so much harder now. Oh yeah, like it's it's ridiculous. So I <clears> do know. I, I try not to get in discussions, especially online or or anything, because I, I know how to lose weight. I know how to get in shape, but then people see me. <laughs> like, why would you take nutritional advice from somebody that big? I wouldn't.
1: Well, you so obviously know about know a lot about food.
2: Oh, a ton about
1: food. Yeah, because I know that's something that's a near and dear to the the heart of the show. Which uh, you it's
2: know, it's clogging I, the heart of the show. Well,
1: I still need to get one of those. Uh, was it the hot mess?
2: Oh Aww. yeah, yeah.
3: You're yeah, gonna have to Derek, come out here. and oh, for sure.
2: Busting last night, and I almost made the drive just because I was craving it. Um, yeah, the, the the hot mess from Smokeout Barbecue is insane. Uh, I got a friend right now in Tennessee that's bringing me back an elk steak from the brewery. <sighs> You're the worst. Oh, dude. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny because I recommend foods to my friends when they go to certain vacation spots that I've been to, and a lot of times people like Gatlinburg is the one I've been to Gatlinburg almost every year of my entire life. So everybody goes to these big spots like the Apple Barn, and they go to um, uh, the mill and all this. And I'm like, you've got to go to the brewery. Well, if you're a beer person, they, they brew their own beer right there. Um, but anyway, they have what's called an ale steak, and it is hands down the best steak. I've, ever. I've had a $100 steak. does not touch this $18 steak. It is the best steak I've ever had. And my buddy always goes down with his family, and they kept wanting to go to all the same spots. And finally one year, he said, screw it. Look at Randy. He obviously knows something about food. We're getting an (laughs) L steak. (laughs) And ever since then,
1: he's been on the L steak kick. That's the joint where you get one to go when you leave, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually brought, I talked to the, the, I told him, I said, I want to take these home and take some for my friends. And I need a medium. And the the cook came out, like the grill master head, whatever. And he said, How far are you traveling? I said, Ohio. And he said, Okay, we're going to cook a medium rare. And wrap them in the foil because by the time you get to Ohio, they should be a perfect medium.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, this
2: guy knows what he's talking about. That's why it's That's so awesome. good. You know, <laughs> it's not like going to Applebee's and ordering steak. Like this dude knows yeah. what he's doing and it just made me even happier. So yeah, that was on 15 years ago, the ninth of this month was my 15 year anniversary it was the first time I tried one and we've gotten one every year since. Nice. I need That's to get cool. down there,
0: but let's talk about fitness now. <laughs> Fitting well, obviously you're fitting this whole uh, steak in your mouth.
2: Oh, I can't wait! I'm so excited, so excited. Hey, steak's good, man. Yeah,
0: oh, I love steak. Don't care what so, you
3: are.
0: before the, <laughs> right. the before the pandemic started, I was you know I, I was going to the gym. I was you know, probably like four times a week, um, trying to get back down to two fifteen, and every month I was doing trying to do some sort of We'll just call it a challenge for what it is.
1: Yeah, you're doing the different uh, diets, I remember. Yeah.
0: I was. I was trying to do the different diets. that We both spent. tried
2: that. And we made it two months into the year. Yeah,
0: I made it two months in. I was going to try. So have you guys heard of the carnivore diet? Yeah, you said we, that was going to get expensive, though, right? It was going to get super expensive. Yeah. but Both not in ju- buying meat and new underwear. Yeah, because apparently you <laughs> I shit heard your that, pants.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan was talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like for yeah. a while. But, I, like, I almost, like, wonder, as weird as it sounds, like, is it, like, do you need to supplement a diet like that with, like, fiber or something? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you know, if you're just, if you're strictly on meat, you have, you know, you're not eating vegetables or whatever. Like, I feel like there's probably an easy solution to that. But I, I heard him and his buddies were doing that for a little while, and the, one of his guys just kind of ran off with it. And he just said it was, some one of his podcasts, he said something about it. It was just, like, he texted Joe and was just like, Dude, the diarrhea is just astounding. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that completely turned me off from even trying (laughs) it. I was just like, I don't need explosive shits when I'm driving. and (laughs) Like it was partly the, you know, usually you know when you, you need to take a dump, but you don't see this coming. Like it's, it just creeps out of your ass.
3: <laughs> so yeah, and you I like, sneeze I a lot because I have allergies here in
0: Ohio, and I, yeah. I don't
1: need that in my life. Yeah, uh, I don't, no, I don't need no. any of that, that
2: in my life. That turns seepage into a full blown explosion. That's yeah. just a bad day. Yeah. So, Welcome to the Corn Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't get this on many podcasts. Not on fitness no, podcasts. Not sure. on
0: definitely not. A, well, some some may talk about diarrhea, diarrhea, Sorry, yeah. but yeah. Um, they call it cleansing. Yeah. Mm a reverse enema.
2: I did a, uh, an all-juice diet one time for like – I think we did it for like 60 days. So you would – like we – if you're on the go, you'd buy a Naked Juice or a Bullhouse Farms, whatever, mm-hmm. or you just blend up your own. Um my most tragic story. This is back when I was losing weight and trying it's to keep losing your weight. Your most
1: tragic story. Okay, my most tragic <laughs> story from that attention. experience. <laughs> uh,
2: my always like. Why is it now? Here is the thing that gets the thing that I get the most feedback on is anything that causes me pain, like anything that's bad in my life. Like zombie Skittles, huge reaction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anytime that
0: Jason, I'm out if you dying, haven't listened to that episode of uh, Zombie Skittles, I haven't
3: heard that one, but I did hear you guys talking about oh. it because there was something. The, the one of the last ones I just heard the other day and i always have to forget like well yeah i think yeah but it was you guys were talking about it it was the day that you brought him the mountain dew and the fireball or something oh yeah uh, (laughs) (laughs) it just i always forget like when i'm out doing stuff that like it's just me usually by myself working on like messing around on stuff for a job or just checking on projects and i have my airpods in and listening to podcasts like i probably look like a fucking idiot out there because if you guys will say something funny or I'll be listening to something else, and I just crack up, and then like I ever wonder if like you know people are just like what the fuck is that dude just sitting out there laughing to himself? Because I'll just I'll bust out and be like, holy shit, we we almost killed Mo. Yeah, I was gonna say,
2: but that's when that's when you help us out. Like when you're laughing, they look at you like these guys are hilarious. Listen to them. yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Drop our name. Um, No, so I I was juicing, and um, this is when my grandpa passed away. Ironically enough, so we bought his cabin outside in the Hocking Hills. And it's all, like, knotty pine walls, custom wood flooring, custom wood, like, all real wood inside That's this cabin. Awesome. Just beautiful. Uh And it's tiny. I mean, it's not, like, a massive place. It's a little one-bedroom thing out in the woods. But Dad and I had been going out, sanding everything down, refinishing it because it was old and and where one of my distant cousins lived in so long. It had, like, fading from pictures hanging on the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get it all back to to looking good. And I went there working one day, and I made a juice and drank it on the way there. And I had another one with me. So I get there, middle of summer, in Ohio. Southeastern Ohio, nonetheless. Super hot, super humid. And I set it on the railing of the deck. I'm working, working, working. Lunch comes around, went, time to get my juice. It was in one of like the plastic protein shaker mm-hmm. glasses, you know. A mm-hmm. little snap top. And uh, it had like banana, apple, kale. All kinds of fruits and vegetables. Usually not a big deal. Um, but I go out on the deck had been sitting in the sun for like three hours at this point. Mm. And it was like separated. Mm. Ew. Shake it up. It's good to go. I've done this with like old food my whole life. <laughs> Leftovers, you know, you stir it up, you microwave it. Good to go. <laughs> so I shake this thing up with full oh, of kale and all of the crap. And I take one drink and I lost weight because I regurgitated everything I'd eaten the last two weeks mm. right off the deck of this. I was out there by Projectile. myself. Oh dude, it was the nastiest thing I've tasted today. It looked like baby oh. crap first off. It smelled off when I went. It's still good for me, right? And I started I and I just chugged it. I didn't oh. I didn't just sip on it. I just took a big old shot, swallowed it down, and immediately boom, right back up. That and since then I can't look at kale. I don't wanna <laughs> I, I'll smack somebody if they try to give me kale. <laughs> I, uh, I will fight somebody yes. if they try to give me a warm anything. What if I introduced
0: you to a kid named Kale?
2: I'd punch him.
3: <laughs> I don't care what he's right in the mouth.
2: I, I'd throw a stick in the spokes of his bike as he rode by. I don't care. <laughs> that, first off, you're uh, first off. I'm going to punch you. Second, I'm going go to punch your parents for naming you <laughs> Kale. That is That
0: reminds me of taking a drink of protein, like a protein shake, like a day after you made it. Oh,
2: uh, uh, no,
1: bro. Yeah, nope. Awful. Awful. Oh, that's awful.
2: As a matter of fact, that might be why I stopped eating healthy.
1: <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> After
2: that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be fat again.
1: Hey, Jason, did you ever find any old uh, shaker cups in the gym, like when you were cleaning oh, up? dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I
3: didn't. Don't yeah, open I didn't, them. If they weren't mine. I never opened them. They just, just pitch just them. If, yeah. if one sat around long enough, I mean, because it was, oh, you were always, I always felt like the things you can constantly find in the gym were empty water bottles. Even if they're not empty, you were still going to find people's water bottles. And bobby pins. Like, I, like you could find chicks <laughs> bobby pins everywhere, no matter what. Like, it was the craziest thing. But every once in a while, you get that lone shaker that was just, like, you want to pick it up with, like, you know, a pair of, like, radioactive tongs <laughs> or something. It's just...
2: Yeah, you don't know if it, I, Even,
3: like, even whenever, when when I was mainly, I mean, like, I'm lucky enough now that, like, Andrea does all the cooking and preps everything. But, like, when I was doing a lot of my own stuff, if I ever forgot... If I was too busy or something and forgot to finish eating like one of my meals or if my shaker had stuff in it, I don't even check it to throw it back in, the, you know, to clean it and put it back in the fuck. It goes right in the trash. I don't even, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> I'll buy more Tupperware. I'm like, absolutely not. So I've, I've lost so many containers back in the day when I was living myself. I was like, fuck that. It's going into the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awful. So, that's
0: some oh, that's of the, the stuff worst, I do today. That's the worst
3: shit ever, dude.
0: Yeah. I'm, love using disposable plates because i can just throw everything away
3: yeah no no dishes need to be done
0: but
2: oh i can imagine so what's here's the thing so you guys have worked well all all of us have been in gyms but you guys have actually worked in gyms too what's the worst thing you found left at a gym use tampon don't I real to that episode. I will fight you right now. I will throw this uh, bottle at your head.
3: I don't know if I've ever had anything and that's like, the first thing, the worst I thought thing of that I've found. It was, yeah. I, I was, because it's, dude, to even think back, like before I actually ever opened, because like I'm, I'm relatively a pretty, pretty much of a clean freak. Everything from showering to just everything, like I just, I hate being dirty, but like, or even the thought of like other, you know, dealing with other people, but like, I never would have thought I would ever actually went through with opening a gym because I was just like, Oh my God, like I know there's going to be at least a handful (laughs) of gross people that I'm going to have to clean up after, or just the thought of having to clean the bathrooms, like any of that kind of shit. So like for the most part, I was lucky enough that like, it was pretty good. It was just more of like, I felt like I was just cleaning up after like 150 kids, you know, because there's just shit left everywhere. Clothes, socks, water bottles, what, you know, not putting equipment back chalk all over the place. But there, there were a few random times and probably more so from like big events Mm. where it's just like, you know, eh, every once in a while you walk in the bathroom and you're like, what the fuck happened? here? (laughs) you know, just, or, or like people breaking like the toilet seat. It's like, would you be fucking pulling that hard? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, what did well, that's you when you got so to reach down
2: under the bowl, yeah. grab the sides and hold yourself on. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I suppose somebody's I been eating one nothing but squatty me. squatty potties or something, you know? But yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got pretty, I got pretty lucky, but there was there was a few times that, you know, it, it was, you kind of were like, what the hell happened, dude? But, but for the most part, it was just kind of, more more annoying than anything. was just constantly cleaning up. Yeah.
1: That's all. I, I, I've been fortunate as well, but the most, like, rancid thing is, like, someone did find one of these random shaker cups and they opened it. And, like, oh. it was oh. one of those things, like, as they were opening it, everybody else that knew was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well That's like a grenade. Right. Yeah. One person opens yes. it, but it'll affect everybody in yeah. a certain radius. And it's like, just like yeah. that frequency of smells that comes from that fermentation oh. of protein – just like oh. sticks into your nose hairs, and just like every once in a while you'll get something that's in that similar smell frequency, and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. and it
2: reminds it's, it's a it's oh, a PTSD it's thing.
3: It's exactly yeah. what it, it is. really is. Yeah.
2: So because it the seems to bake itself
3: it. into the plastic too. Like it, I, I, that's why oh, I, yeah. just, I got to the point where if I ever forgot, like I I had probably had a string over the course of a month. I must have bought ten blender bottles because I would just I would get so busy at the gym that I would forget. and I'm like, Fuck it. Like, like there's no there's no point in washing it because even if you put it through on the hottest setting in a dishwasher, it was still going to smell like protein <laughs> when you got yeah. it out. So there's some well, things like that the, just don't wash out. Yeah, oh, you can't. Yeah,
2: that's that, and that's the problem with the the plastic. It just it once it permeates it, you're done. Oh, Anything yeah. you like, like
3: comes part of it. Right. It's <laughs> yes. like
2: drinking out of a glass bottle versus a can. Mm. There's a yeah. big difference. You taste that can. So one, once that's done, mm-hmm. it's done. And uh, the thing, too, I, it, it might be different for you guys because you guys predominantly teach fitness, CrossFit, lifting. Um, but one of the things you're talking about dealing with people, I was a student, first off, uh, of Krav Maga, which is mm-hmm. in combat. For those who don't know, the Israeli Defense Forces, I know you guys know, but um, yep. <laughs> we trained with. Men, women, old, young, and all this. And there was a core group of us that got pretty close, just like most other gym classes, Mm -hmm. right? You work out together. You see each other every so often, whatever. Um, And I was always, even when I was at my fittest, I was always one of the larger guys. So it, it was easy for me to overpower younger smaller guys uh that sounds really bad I almost said younger guys (laughs) so what i would do is i would put them in my van and lock the door from the outside uh (laughs) like this is this is real life uh yeah no but i remember one time like my my hair's tied up now um but my hair's like shoulder length right now and and i had it this way then and we'd been training for an hour and we came to the final fight and i was going against this couple and it was me and the husband attacking the wife uh, we always kind of did like a two on one or three on one scenario for Crop <laughs> for or a final minute. <laughs> but we get to the ground and and her husband like trips her, and I jump on top of her, and I'm just like swinging at her, right? Because we're level two at this point, we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're all coming away with hematomas and bruises and cuts, mm-hmm. so we're fighting. And at like 270 ish pounds, I get into full mount, and I just start <laughs> basically like hit trying to trying to hit her and not not kill yeah. her. And my hair is just yeah. hanging down on my face, the headband's off, and I'm just dripping sweat. Ugh. And we uh, got done, and she was dude, like, I
3: remember all that. Oh, that dude, she yeah. was like, the nastiest
2: <laughs> part of anything I've ever done in crime. She she fought through it. yeah. But after class, she was like, yeah. Dude, your hair and your sweat was just like pouring. Down. She was like, That was the gross, that was what made me fight harder. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, yeah. I-, I don't think about that because I was getting sweated on too. Yeah, But I didn't think about it in the moment because I'm also getting swung at with a stick or, you know, somebody's pointing a gun at me or something. We had to fight it off. Uh, but afterwards, I'm like, man, we were some nasty mofo. Like the the group we had was all very, very well groomed. But like, even as the the, the fat guy, I shower <laughs> once or twice a day every day, I, unless I'm out camping or hunting and there's nothing around. I'm like, you, I want to I, I want to be clean. I don't want to be the fat smelly guy. You know, <laughs> nobody wants the fat smelly. The fat funny guy. People can have around the fast smelly guy, nobody wants around, yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I look back at my craw days, it was like we were always at least sweating on each other, and how disgusting that sounds that's, now.
3: That's how I started everything, man. I, that was my and I honestly, I, I missed that the most. Is um, but I, I've i kind of like over time, I've sort of got into this thing where like I, I considered finding some place out here to get back into craw, mm-hmm. but. Like, I don't really know that it's going to be, it's definitely never going to be the same as the group that I came up with all yeah. through training. Like I just put up a post I think yesterday, um, I met a really, really good friend by us. Just, we just, we've met each other by be, being, having to be partnered whenever we started going through uh level one instructor course. Yes. And we just kind of hung out ever since, um, it was, I was, at the time, he was the head of security for the Goo Goo Dolls. So I ran around and did a few shows nice. with him. And, nice. um, that was actually, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, but like we just, I mean, literally beat the piss out of each other every yeah. day.
1: I you mean, I fucked him up a
3: couple times. He, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, I fucked up his ankle i remember one time it was all black and blue and then he's fucking me up doing other shit and then we had all these other big guys with us that like i swear like you know my, my organs are probably not where they originally were when i was born <laughs> like still to this day but uh it was but that stuff was awesome i mean it was hard as hell yeah but that's I, I mean literally remember all those things and 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 going through all that stuff and that's how i started my place i just i we were just a crop gym when we first started and then we slowly worked up to like that cardio MMA type class just for like something extra, like different revenue and something a little bit more like straight cardio, a little bit less technique. And then finally was able to scrap enough money together to go take my all one and then scrap more money together to, you know, to apply for your affiliation and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that was, I mean, I affiliated in 2012, the end of 2012, I think. Um
2: That's about when I started crawling so, Yeah.
3: Yeah, so it's yeah I I miss Krav a lot, but I'm always I'm always worried that I'm going to go into one of these places and it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, you know I mean it was that was a pretty high level of
2: well. And the thing about, is, and I I can only speak for what I've experienced here in Central Ohio, but I trained um under Sean at Fusion back in the day, mm-hmm. and he was affiliated with, of course, uh, originally in Columbus. All I know of was uh, what's it called? I don't know. What was it called? When Aaron taught for Terry and them, OKM,
3: OKM, oh, yeah, Ohio Krav Maga, yeah. yeah. So
2: when we when I started, it was Ohio Krav Maga, and Sean right. was his own gym, but affiliated with them. So we would take our tests with them, yep. and this and that. And then, um, of course, there were some split offs, and you got Endeavor, and you got Buckeye, and so I got to mm-hmm. train with a lot of people that were very talented. And I don't know how it would be anywhere else, but for me, I kind of had that same feeling as you, is like yeah. they would not let me pass easily. Like Mm -hmm. they, when I went through my instructor training, I went through it at OKM and I went through one with Aaron on his own. And Aaron's like, hey, I'm just going to, he literally started, there were six of us, I remember. I went up to Endeavor, we went upstairs, we're on the balcony, there's some CrossFit class going on. And he went, forget what they're doing, listen to me. Everybody focus. He's like, before we even start minute one of this. I will not sign something with my name on it if I don't approve of it. Like, you, you have a certain mm-hmm. standard to me. Mm-hmm. And he puts well. through both, both <clears throat> in studying in, in the history of Krav and knowing what Krav is about just as much as we do physically. But one of my favorite memories is we're up there one time, classroom work. We're just up there to do nothing. I'm up there in, like, khaki shorts and a T-shirt. We're not supposed to train this day. And there's, like, a torrential downpour. And that back lot at Endeavors known to flood. And it gets, like, two, three feet by the drain. And he's like, all right, let's go outside. We're training. And next thing I know, we're, like, emptying our pockets. And we're out rolling around in, like, two feet of water. Like, practicing, like, full mount choke defenses yeah. and fighting each other off. And it was just... It's real shit. To me, that was yeah. so... Yeah, it was very real. And it was so intense to me that Aaron went, hey, here's an opportunity to do something we can't control. You know, it doesn't yeah. rain every day. Let's take advantage of it. So, I'm with you. I feel like if I go somewhere else... um I, and I, I could be wrong. I've never been anywhere else, but I don't know that it would be the same level.
3: It's it's not to say that there's obviously there's going to be other places that are good, but it's just yeah, it's just different. I, I have such a ridiculously high standard now for the stuff that we went through, because I, I, I feel like even coming through <clears throat> the group that I was with and a lot of the shit that we went through with them was was still even a different level than maybe they do now. It was, it was, it was just a different group of guys. I mean, you had Kissel yes. and then, you know, some of these other dudes that like, it, a good it was, one. it was just crazy. I mean, it just literally, even in level one, I mean, we just, for six straight days, we just got the fuck beat out of us. And, but it, you know, it was, it was fantastic. And then all the other things, you know, that you just kind of did. And the one I remembered was like, it was also not an atmosphere where you could really slack off even physically. Like you still, you know, yeah, you were there for this specific stuff, but you still needed to stay as healthy as you could because I, you know, I was traveling constantly back and forth doing, you know, seminars or doing classes and stuff, you know, even before I opened up my place, but I didn't make enough time to really stay sort of in crop shape, you know? And I still remember to this day, I know it pops up every once in a while. Like the very first time that I ever took a test, Where, like, I was almost in tears and was literally gonna quit because I thought I was literally gonna fucking die with my level four test. Oh, it was just, I never never got that high. It was fucking miserable. Like, I literally was like full on head down, just on the like near death. Yeah, I I, I really was just like, the whole time, I was like, I I can't can't do it. I mean, for those
2: that don't know, if you make it to where you're taking a level four test, you've been at this a while and you're in good shape. Like, I don't know if anybody that could make it to that point being out of shape. So for somebody to be in shape and say that is like, you need to understand how intense it is. And for me, I quickly learned that Krav is more than just learning how to fight, which growing up big and being in some brawls, you know, I thought I knew how to fight my first Krav, like my intro to Krav class. I went, Holy crap. I've never known what I'm doing. Um, but as for the intensity, I remember the day that we had, this was before we, we merged with uh, true fit and I was still a student. We had a guy come in, he moved into town into the Lancaster area and he was an 18 year taekwondo student he was a black belt in taekwondo and the first two krav classes he puked before halfway through mm-hmm. and oh, he yeah. went i've never it's been pushed so hard it's a very yeah. different and that's what i don't think people understand they say well Croft sucks in the octagon and yes it does obviously but it's it's that's a completely not it's different yeah. exactly and for me that's yeah. what had kept me in shape was my desire to level up and you were talking about your level 4 test our level 1 test um we took up at OKM in Hilliard under uh what was it um uh Sue and oh who's John right John yeah so we go up there in Hilliard and it's the the level 1 test for those that don't know you you what you do is you go through everything you've learned from choke defense to how to throw a punch to just the basics and then you mm-hmm. get like maybe a five-minute break, and then you do it again. After an hour of, of training, you do it again, and you get tested the second time. So you're tested when you're tired. Mm-hmm. And Sean Ward is going up. Nobody gets perfect. You're scored out of 100. Anything below, I think, 70 is fail. <clears throat> but the only way to truly fail the test is to quit. Like, mm-hmm. they will push yeah. you to succeed. If you get a 70, you still pass. You can still get, you know, your level one certificate. And yeah. we go up, big thunderstorm, power goes out. They didn't stop the test. So yeah. We're like, we're like 15 minutes. I remember minutes. that.
3: Even, okay. I was, that was my I, level one test. I just test. remember. I re, I feel like I was in town for something, and I remember oh, being. It was, dude. I, I went over there to visit or something, and it was like, oh, fuck it. There was like no lights and nothing. Oh, it it's was like, pitch black. And hey, there was still to, a test going on in there. Yeah.
2: And then finally, they're like, screw yeah. it. We're going outside. So we yeah. go outside in the rain, on the gravel, on the pavement, wherever we're at. We're doing break falls. We're throwing each other. Oh. I was paired up against Chris, who was the 18-year Taekwondo black belt. He had about four inches on me in height, probably six inches in reach. He's strong as an ox. And him and I are going at it. And all I remember is our test went from being where it's supposed to be like two hours and 15 to two and a half hours to a four-hour test with all the hiccups. Easily, yeah. And we got to fight. And then at one point, he threw a jab, and I totally missed it. And his finger went so deep in my eye. (laughs) That John oh. told Sean he didn't stop the test, because crop tests don't stop. But I got i gouged so bad that he's he, I literally I hit the ground and I tried to get up. I can't see anything. My other eyes watering at this point. And John told Sean, because Sean's on the sideline cheering us on, like yelling, you know, he's our coach. And mm-hmm. he's doing his job. He's staying out of it. Like we're fighting and we're going hard. And John was like Go check your boy, make sure his eye is still like there. Cause he's, uh, they told <laughs> yeah. me it was like two knuckles deep in my eye socket or oh, something. God. And all I remember is the next day, dude, I had the blackest eye. It was all bloodshot. It was messed up. And afterwards, John comes up and he's like, the fact that you didn't quit going through that for a stupid level one test. He's like, you'll, you'll make it high in this. And they, yeah. they told us when we got done, they were like, Everybody will hear about this test. This was
3: stupid. This, this, this <laughs> test will be legendary. Yeah. They, and, and they people had to tell like, stories about that shit, too. Oh, and like, that, <laughs> it's, like it's future great. tests,
2: too. I'd go up. Once I became an instructor, people were like, oh, man, there was this level one test where they, they were there four hours in the rain fighting in the gravel, and one guy got his eye gouged and all this, and yeah. I was just smiling. I, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. I don't care, but I was like, yep, uh, that was me. Uh, but, yeah, it's intense, man. You, you want to talk about a workout?
3: They, yeah, they it's, I up. mean, it's, if you think about it, it's like, I mean, most of those tests were like a four to six hour AMRAP. I mean, you just oh, you, yeah. you never, you know, you stop. never, st- because like it's, as you, as you level, I mean, at least, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's probably still the same, but like every time you leveled up, it wasn't like, Oh, well, we're just, gonna, we're just doing level two curriculum. It was like, all right, well, cool. We're going to start with a lot of level one. Then we're going to go to a lot of level two, just as a review. Then three now, you know, like even for the black belt yeah. tests and stuff like you have to retest through everything, everything, and get all the way to the very end. And, and it's, it really was like, I tried to tell people, like, you know, you try to be as safe as possible, but you still kind of have those rogue idiots that like, still kind of get a little crazy. Like, uh, Dave Kalina, like the guy from Mo 2 was in my black belt, uh, class. Oh, cool. And we, we did it at, uh, at Buckeyes. And, um, I mean, the, the, the one, there was a, there was a couple, I can't remember the, the gym that they have. I mean, they were, they're incredibly talented. Like this one kid. I don't know if they both did, but I know the guy was really fluent with whatever the hell that curved knife is that you can put it like through your finger or whatever. And just like all that shit. Yeah. Oh, the to, yeah just, yeah. yeah. So he, he knows how to use this thing very well. Like, so it's, he's, he's got a ton of skill, but at the same time, it was like, look, dude, you know, yes, you have to bring a certain level you know, of energy to these tests. And obviously like even with the grading, you don't have to be perfect. They're looking like, if you were actually in a real fight, are you gonna be able to get through these things? They're looking for effort more than perfection. But yeah. like you also have to know when to dial it back enough that you're not gonna hurt somebody because like Dave actually got that. a fucking concussion. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. But like Dave got it. The, the chick that was part of this couple gave Dave a concussion because she round him roundhoused him in the fucking head. <laughs> Jeez, like during <laughs> like the second yeah, during like I think it was like two or three days we were there for, for this test and um and it she just I mean was we we were already killing each other as it was and I'm pretty positive our, our black belt test was I wanna say somewhere in the neighborhood of six hours. Like it was because they no, would they'd wear they'd gash you out and then you'd have to you know, you'd have to get on the ground and you have to scrap and all the stuff and then back up and switch partners and then you'd have all these different sporings. Like they really went crazy with the test and it was great. But I just I remember that there's just certain people that didn't understand. Like, there's a line you have to draw before you're going to start hurting people. Like, we all have jobs to do. We all have mm-hmm. things we got to do the next day. Like, we're not like you can't just kill each other all the you way. Got gladiators. And yeah, yeah, right. you, yeah, you can't do that. And I just the, the funniest part of that test was I ended up at the very end. Um, you know, they they kind of did those AB the AB drills where it's like you start. You know, if it was if like me and Mo were partnered. We'd start and, you know, we'd be sparring and then, you know, maybe 30 seconds in, all right, you know, a stay where you're at, B's move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go in, they partner with somebody else and just, and there was probably, I don't know, 20 of us in there or whatever. So you had a lot of these different partners to go through, so, you know, so me, me and my buddy Mike started and then they switched us. and We're going down, we're going down and uh, I got to the guy, you know, the couple and he, he was decent. But the girl just had no, and, 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 and kind of kudos to her for, for not giving the fuck who was in there. Like, she was ready to kill everybody. So, obviously, she'd do really well in a real fight. But, like, mm-hmm. she just, she didn't know how to dial it back even in the test. And so I get through the guy, you know, and him and I, we did pretty good. But he was he was a little dangerous. And then he would circle around. And right before I got back to my buddy was the girl. And I can't remember her name. But, like, this chick was literally trying to take everyone's heads off <laughs> reverse spinning fucking kicks like all this crazy shit and i'm like dude are you serious like i'm like talking to her the whole time i'm like slow the fuck down <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like i'm just I'm like, just like the we fuck get out. it
2: like, you feel like you know, need to prove yourself have,
3: yeah i mean there's already i understand that we're there to fight we all got gear and stuff on but like i'm not a big fan of like sparring up against a girl like i know this chick can kick my ass but like i still don't really want to hit her back so i'm you know i'm trying to work within all this stuff
2: i learned quickly to get over that <laughs> well oh yeah
3: yeah well yeah when yeah, yeah. i got
2: when i took it when i took a shoot to of the jaw I got over that
0: real quick one A shoe. I got stabbed in the eye with a fake knife. Yeah, well. (laughs)
1: Remember that movie, uh, The Foot-Fist Way? Uh -uh. Remember the distracting back fist and that dude just roundhouses the girl and then fucking stomps her?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's. I mean, this is literally like I I would watch her partner with other people and it was just so then like I was like one of the last ones to get partnered with her. And she just kept trying to do these spinning back kicks and like literally way up over the head because they were like – uh, go you know seventy percent of the body, ten percent of the head. Like, if you guys are gonna make headshots, you need to you need to dial it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because Dave was already out, you know, because like she she clocked him fucking hard like mm-hmm. day four or something. I can't remember exactly, but it got to the point where I think the rounds then got extended to like a minute, oh. where you were going a minute <laughs> when just, so you were know, already tired. You were you were already gassed out. It, it, it was it was longer, is what I remember. It was it was at least thirty seconds to a minute. But she just kept trying to take my head off, and finally. I would just kind of like shoot in, and I would take her to the ground, and I just would lay there. like, the top. And, I'm like I'm <laughs> well. and she'd be pissed, and she'd squirming. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, but you keep trying to kick me in the fucking head, so we're just yeah. going to lay here and yell for us to switch. Until you learned a <laughs> lesson. Imagine. Yeah,
2: Right, yeah. I would so not I, say I sorry. Got
3: off. Yeah, I got, I, so I get up, we're back up, we're kind of going back at it again, and she fucking does it again. And I was like, I right, fuck this. I'm like, I'm not doing Take her right. down, so yep. Back to the ground. And I'm like, we're just I'll say, close that
2: distance, man. Don't let her throw yep. kicks. It's, that's she all she's. Super, she was really
3: good, but I was just like, dude, I'm like, I don't need a concussion. Like, my fuck, my brain's not that good as it is. I don't need you making it worse. <laughs> yeah,
2: I never even made to, to that level. I was a level three instructor when I left the gym, and uh, when I was first early on, Sean took us up to actually a class that Aaron was teaching at OKM and Hilliard, um, and or a test, and he wanted us to see what a level one test was. And most of us started together. We'd been there at it four or five months at this point. And he told us, he's like, the only way to really fail a test is to quit. He's like, even if you, even if you fail at a technique, all you got to do is perfect that in the next few weeks, show your instructor, they sign off, you can get certified. Yeah. Yeah. And we go up there and in the level one test, you go through all the motions. And then the very last thing, you got in a group of four and kind of the same thing. You rotated with just four people and each person, I think you fought for 30 or 60 seconds. Which sounds so trivial until you try it. Mm-hmm. Most people well, do not understand how long forever. a 30 second <laughs> after, fight is.
1: After you've been rolling yeah. for four or five hours for, prior. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, uh, but there's this one girl that literally got down. She fought off three dudes, got down to the last guy and quit. Oh, shit. And I was oh, like, you we, I didn't yeah. know her. I'd never seen a test before. Our whole class from Lancaster was up in Hilliard cheering her on, like, do not quit. And she gave up and she walked out. Uh, and to this day, that was that's the one thing that's stuck in my head is I will not be that guy if I go that far. Like you, literally have thirty to sixty seconds left. I'd let somebody punch me in the head and knock me out after going through all that before I quit. Yeah. Then the second ones, um, they were <laughs> teaching a self defense class that same day, like an hour. Before, it was before or after the test. Um, and I think their last name was Acostas. I could be wrong, but it was a a guy or oh. a, a couple. Yeah, Juan. Okay, Juan thank you, and, uh, Alexis
3: Acosta. Le- yeah. Yes, I was just talking to him yesterday. I really, love that dude. I, the yeah. only
2: time I've ever seen them, and so yeah, I got he's to not meet them. They were teaching the class there, and she got rolled up in like a queen size comforter, and him and like two other black belts laid on top of her, and she fought her way out, and she was trying to prove because she's tiny, right?
3: Those she, two are fucking unreal, man. Dude,
2: she fought her way out and fought off all three black belt yep. men, including it was it was Juan, Aaron, and I forget who the third guy was. And the yep. whole thing was to show all these women that came for the self-defense, like, you, you can't give up just because yep. three grown men are pinning you down. And these are three trained men, but she yep. fought her way out of a burrito of a comforter. And those are two things that have always stuck in my head. And to me, that kind of defined, okay, this because I looked into keto and I looked into other um, fighting methods. And I want a burrito now. <laughs> uh, a keto burrito. Gonna, I want like keto yeah, <laughs> burrito. Yeah, yeah. That sounds oh, great. That's, that sounds like something nasty on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's looking it up. Um, if not, I'm sure I could come up with a nice definition. But, yeah, I'll never forget that because, for me, that very early on in my quote-unquote career um, was a uh, – I know I'm spelling it uh, wrong. Yeah, you are. That's way wrong. A-K-A-I – I or a i k. I think it's aikido. A-I-K. A-I-K-I-D-O. Yeah, a yeah. i k do Oh yeah, something like, like that. I okay. Man, we are <laughs> the letters around
3: until Speaking
2: sense. of how many times we've it, been hitting the head, there it there is. A i k i d o, and then he spells burrito with the number eight, with in, the eight it. in it.
1: <laughs> burrito,
2: burrito, burrito. Well, um, but yeah, no it just opened my eyes to how intense Krav was, and then you know having an eighteen year taekwondo black belt come to us and be like, "Yeah, I've never been hit before and then when I was started, that the
3: real big dude uh, was, I, I don't down know Lake, at hit. our
2: gym at t f a yes he was very he was taller than I am, um yeah. big old country boy chris uh jubach, no, not jubach. No. Um, there's another. I forget his last name. He, I he just, left long before Jubak did.
3: Ow. I remember sparring against somebody in. I don't know if it was my five. No, it wasn't five because that's when we we mainly did everything uh, over well, like you, a black belt weekend. But this it might have maybe it was level three. I don't know, but I know I know it was at the OKM in Gehanna. But there was this big motherfucker. I swear his name was Chris something. Maybe I don't know, but this dude was just a monster. Super nice guy, but he was like. His his arms were so big, like his elbow joint looked like he was like fucking Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> like looked I just like remember, me.
2: yeah, yeah. It, it, was, been him. it was huge.
3: Yeah, it was like it, so. Maybe it was, but I just yeah. Remember he made it like, to level
2: three, I think. So he wouldn't have been able to pass that.
3: It was him, and then there was another dude that was there. Super, he was dude he was just jacked, shorter guy, but he was he kind of yeah, I don't know if he was a football player or something, but I can't remember. It might have been Mark something. Just but, real um,
2: diesel looking dude, real chiseled. Yeah, that might have been me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> who was you? You never know, you never know. But like, I just I remember, I remember the I, the one dude. Everybody was always afraid of this guy, like not completely afraid, but they were just like nobody wanted to spar him. So I remember like going up against him. It was it was rough, but I loved it. But I just remember this giant dude at the very end, and they always made us wear headgear. The, the, the
2: final was, boss. That's what I was about
3: yeah, to yeah, say. The final boss. It's what it was.
2: The juggernaut <laughs> at the, I the end. Dude, I this probably wasn't thought. him. If because we didn't, he didn't get anywhere. <laughs> The Chris I'm talking about only made two, three. No, to I think it was somebody who frequented,
3: uh, who, OKM. Was, who was probably part of OKM. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear his name was Chris something, but I, maybe I'm wrong. But we had just, two Chris's that were big, giant. a big, dude. Yeah, yeah. It
0: must be a Chris.
3: I mean, it was, it was just, it was insane. It was like his elbow joint was like the size of my thigh. Like it was just crazy. But I just remember him and I just were like trading blows back and forth. I don't know how I didn't get completely knocked out, but like I was so pissed because that, toward the end of it. I couldn't see very well. Like, I don't like headgear. Even when I'm riding a motorcycle, like, I know it's not stupid or not great, but, like, I don't like not being able to see, like, full field of Perth, vision, yeah, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I just, like, I got so pissed that, like, I threw the headgear off, and I was like, I don't even care if this dude knocks me the fuck out. Like, I just, I need to be able to see. <laughs> right. And it was like, and then 10 seconds after that, the fucking round was over. I was like, fuck. Like, you know, so. But it was, like, I was just getting into it. But, like, this dude, he, he caught me. I caught him with one hook somehow or an uppercut or something i think it might have been a hook but every other time that he hit me like dude it was just like i felt like his fist went like through me you know what I mean? it was just like all the way but it was like it was I, I missed that shit so much i mean it fucking hurt and i mean you're always sore and like half the time you're laying on the ground like dying but like it was some of the best shit ever oh
2: dude i loved it and, well you were talking about and, earlier sorry go ahead I, I was gonna say I I had a great time
0: when when I did at TFA, except for it. Literally, we would go. Sean's like, "You just need to go, like, just go fucking full force, go whole whole, hog, just do it."
2: I'd come home like my forearms are all bruised. (laughs) Well, Martel would often do a do a wad and then yeah, into our (laughs) class. Oh god, oh yeah, I was already exhausted. I was like, "Yeah, come on, (laughs) let's go." (laughs) But (laughs) I'll train with that guy. He's tired. I got. Like I got stabbed in
0: the eye with a magazine that they were using as a knife. <laughs>
2: the because like magazines.
0: Well, yeah. Sean's talking to everybody, and then all of a sudden, I can't remember her name. She just comes out of nowhere, and she's like, <laughs> and, there, and Sean's like, "You're supposed to block at." Him. I'm like,
2: he didn't even see it coming. Oh God, I didn't even see it coming. It was like Three Stooges stuff, man. Well, then later, like later.
0: I had to go up against the same girl, and it was. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to hit. She's like, you have to get over that. She's like, hit me. I'm like,
2: I don't want to. Yeah. That was and Tiffany one. Yeah, and that's so, the
0: girl I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So then we
2: went. Front she, kicks. Would, she would fight you. She would. Yeah, if you didn't hit her, she'd be like, good. Yeah, dude. Other out of the big, big guys that
3: we had, the best, the, the best people I ever had the hardest fights with were the girls. They and fight they were the dirty. Ones. Yeah. Dude, oh, they're, they're they really like, so I'm dirty. they're fight so dirty. Kill you is like what I felt like their motive was like when they got up and you had to spar against them. She, know, bit yeah. well,
2: she, she bit me. Always. Yeah. She was she Randy. Yeah. Bit Which, me. <laughs> broke skin. Because I was I got in full mount one time and I decided she was like throwing punches and stuff, so I just laid on her and put my forearm right in her face. And I was just grounding my my <laughs> hardened forearm all over. <laughs> like I mean, I'm rubbing on her nose, her eyes or my didn't care. because she was like pulling my hair so I couldn't posture up. Mm. So she had a handful of hair, so I just started basically dropping grinding my elbow into her nose, and she ended up getting loose and got me like on the inside of my bicep. Oh. Whoa. and latched on yeah. and dude I, I was done i yeah, jumped up she, so i was screaming i wasn't mad at her afterwards i said hey I, I was totally crushing you good job but yeah she would uh, fight
0: she would do anything she fought dirty and she's
3: so good she yeah.
2: did something i can't remember
0: exactly what it what it was she kicked me or hit me and i just i saw red and she's like you better and i just turned around and front kicked her right <laughs> the fucking mat, kicked her halfway across the gym she's like she gets up she's like yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, There's something wrong with you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, fighter, that, dude. She's none a of them fighter. ever wanted you to like to take it easy. Like, and and I always thought that that was so cool because I I would even whenever I was teaching classes and stuff. I'm just like, you guys. I know that this is scary. You guys have no idea if you just flip that switch. Trust me, you got some shit in there that like you, you don't know out. about. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, and how cool is I, it as, I told them
2: the best is as an instructor seeing somebody that you've been trying to break out of that mold and, and to, to oh, quote, unquote, yeah. get it. Like, you don't yep. understand how dangerous it can be. And when they finally snap, you're like, that's what I'm talking about. I there.
0: wasn't going easy. Like, I was going probably 70% with everybody. But mm. then she just, whatever it was that she did, just, I just <laughs> fucking kicked her. Just kicked her across I'm the room. I'm trying we to had... see
3: if I can still find this picture I have of me. And I can't remember the girl's name, but she was just kind of part of that core group at OKM. And I it was, it almost... I swear it looked like the one where that you know they at the end of uh, what is it Rocky 2 3 What's what's the one where it's uh, him and Apollo where they like they're both just about ready to punch each oh. other and they like they freeze oh, it. that's they the end of Rocky, something yeah. that's when he actually, no, I thought. Yeah yeah I feel like maybe actually the picture might have been more of her like I think her glove is completely in my face but like she she connected <laughs> I think I missed but um it was it was really good
0: we had this other guy named. We had a guy named Chris, and he's a Lancaster cop now. And he started the class. This dude is like he's six five, six ogre. six. He's a mean,
2: freaking ogre, three
0: hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> he Sean, would lift
2: me at three hundred pounds. He'd lift me off the ground, Sean, like on his shoulder. Oh, oh yeah, Sean he was huge. Sean
0: goes, all right, Martel, you got you got the the the, the new guy, the big guy, <laughs> and I I'm like <laughs> the two classes call. in at this point and we're doing Well,
2: to be fair, he was at, he was only a couple classes in too at that point. Well, no, this was Chris's first class. Oh, okay. So this you're was, both you're both
0: beginners. Yeah, and he's just like, "All right, we're going to do front kicks." I walk up to kick him and he looks at me. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I kick him and I went backwards." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Son of a bitch." Well, then we had he was doing we were doing like hip tosses or something like that or we were doing something oh, I in I sh- remember. And Son of a bitch! If he just did not grab my left arm in full extension, just throw me over his shoulder. Yeah, he was he was a machine. I was like, son of a. It,
2: and he was the nicest sucks, guy.
0: A, oh, he is the nicest. So guy. So nice, but he's man, he's fucking, fucking he, hilarious too.
2: And, and if you look, if you saw this guy God walking down the sucked. street, you would never assume that he had any amount of strength or fight in him. He just doesn't look. He's not chiseled at all. No, he's a he junk, was, he's a fucking farm boy. Yeah, he's he's got that farm Dude. boy strength, man. And he would straight we. I would go with him as an instructor. I'd be teaching him, and I'd spar with him, and he would just pick me up at times. Yeah, and I'd have to fight my way back to the ground. Like he was just a machine. I love teaching him, though. Yeah, he was. A, I haven't talked to him in a while. I need to get a hold of him. Yeah. Great guy.
1: It, it's cool but, to hear you guys talk about this stuff because I've never done Krav. But uh, when I was stationed out wow, in Texas with the, the army, army. like I went through there. Um, Mo- it's called a uh, MACP modern modern army combatives program. And it's basically, mm-hmm. I-, I think there's some, it's derived from Krav a little bit. Cause it, a lot of the things you guys are talking about sound very similar in terms of the training principles, but, um, right. yeah, like my wife didn't really understand like how much I enjoyed getting punched in the face and getting <laughs> choked out and rolling around <laughs> on the ground, like, and just like the the workout you get, but then I think you also learn a lot about yourself and your capacity and your ability and, like, what your thresholds oh, are. Oh, yes. You know, like – um, and just being able to fight through things but also seeing the results of, you know, your physical fitness improve because I was doing CrossFit at the same time as I was going through all this. And I noticed, like, gains on both sides with my CrossFit and with my with yeah. my Mac P yeah. stuff just by – Oh, yeah. Because they both helped each other because, you know, just, you know, doing your warm-up drills for the first 20 minutes, you know, for – the Mac P stuff, like you're, you're shrimping, you're crawling, you're going up and down the mats and working muscles that you don't normally work in CrossFit. But then mm-hmm. later on seeing how that would improve like my ability to do pull ups and things like that, because my core was stronger and right. just, but also like that whole, and the way I described it to people that didn't understand, I was like, it's, imagine you're driving like 65 miles an hour and playing chess, you know, because you're having, yeah. you're having to think two moves ahead. Like I'm doing this to set this up. And if this person does this, then I'm going to counter with that. Uh, But the biggest uh, downfall for me is I come from a wrestling background. So, you know, when I first started rolling, you know, the immediate thing I do for a defensive is I posture up, you know, I I post up. and next thing I know, like, I'm seeing the tunnel and I'm like, why am I? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When they woke me up, the guy was like, you're a wrestler, aren't you? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you Don't need to get comfortable. He's like, you need to get comfortable on your back. I'm like, okay. And then so, like, I'm on my back. I'm like, this feels weird, you know. Yeah. But then the learning hardest, the- learning that, like unlearning my wrestling uh, right. thought process, my, my algorithm chain, and, and relearning a new one was, uh, it didn't take very long. That's for sure.
2: I, would, I would say the hardest students to teach uh, groundwork as it applied to Krav, which Krav takes groundwork from several places, but like jujitsu, essentially, mm-hmm. um, a lot of wrestlers would come in and my brother-in-law and, and uh, you know, he was a Marine Corps um, black belt, McMap, mm-hmm. but he came from a wrestling background too. And until he went to the Marine Corps, the wrestling part was all about holds and points and he was very good at it. He was a great to this day. He teaches wrestling in high school now, mm-hmm. uh, or at a high school, I mean, and uh, but it was hard to bring a wrestler in because if we're doing certain moves or whatever, they'd want to go to the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, That's good, all fine, and dandy if you're better on the ground. But the problem came in the final drill when you have two people now. Mm-hmm. So now you go to the ground, and then the other guy just starts hitting you in the head. Yeah. So it's very hard right. to get get people of the mindset of, no, like jiu-jitsu students are the same. They will dom- – a black belt in jiu-jitsu will crush you on the ground. But if there's yeah. two, three, five people attacking them, that, you know, so that's something that we had to always try to rewire. Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, get 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 used to being in uncomfortable positions and try to get up off the ground as quickly as possible. Get a dominant position, yeah, yeah. For wrestlers, that was really hard to want to get up. Uh, for for me, I came from no fighting train. I, I grew up playing baseball my whole life, so when I hit the ground, yeah. I did my best to get up on my feet as quickly as possible. So when I hit the ground. I usually just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So
3: Jason, you over, just kind of take,
0: what's that? as I say, you just sent over the picture. I got it up here on the screen.
3: So I, I'm trying I to see. find the picture of, of her and I, like where she actually connected with me, but that, so that, I think her name is Brandy Weiser. She's, you know, she's just that little one there in a the corner. Cause that was one of the groups that we tested with that. Can't so be five feet we, tall. No, but she like, she throws a hell of a punch, dude. Like it was, that was, that was the one, um, the girl I was saying, I'm trying to find the picture. But she was one of that core group that was that's, there at OKM. And, dude, she is.
2: That's at Gahanna, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where we tested. I said Hilliard earlier. That's and I think the guy Gahanna.
3: all the way on the far right is, the, is the, I think his name was Mark or whatever. But, he I mean, that dude was just Jack. I remember taking a hit from him. And it was it was rather
2: fast. <laughs> he looks like a dude I didn't know. But I loved to take it. Like, yeah.
3: the guys, I don't know. To me, I guess, I don't you know, maybe it's just something in me. But I, I kind of like the thought of the ones who everybody was kind of afraid of. It was just like, cause like whenever you got there and you knew you had no other choice, but to spar this person next to was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go. Let's just see what happens. You know what I mean? Good yeah. or bad. But I never, I didn't care. Cause like I said, so, I mean, that dude was jacked. I mean, he's, it could just lift ridiculous amounts of weight, even in CrossFit and training and stuff. And then that other huge dude, like guess I, I know I have a video of that somewhere, but like, I don't know for me, I, I guess I always liked that opportunity to, be up against those people and and like you know like you guys are saying it's just you kind of learn some shit about yourself when you're doing it because you could be put into positions where it's like obviously in training you're in a you're in a relatively controlled environment you know so you know like you know it's probably pretty rare that you're gonna end up dead or something but like Mm -hmm. it's it 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 shows you like well what what if you don't what if that isn't your like you it's either fight or flight or whatever you know obviously it's fight or flight but like you could die, you know what I mean? If this was a, you know, because that was the other thing too, is like, you don't know who you're going to be up against. It's not to say that they might be trained, but like, you don't want to end up laying on the ground trying to scrap with somebody. And then maybe they, you know, they have a knife or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like you just, Mm -hmm. you know, Krav to me was always kind of explained as like, it took all the practical common sense and really cool shit from a lot of the other disciplines. And they put it into this package that was, you know essentially it was practical to use out on the street you know if you have to go to the ground fine but that should be your last resort and really we i always call it the nike defense like was if you can just fucking run away like run, like yeah. nobody really cares about your story dude if you had the opportunity to, to tell the, the story yeah. yeah. and, yeah. and you live to tell yeah. the story
1: yeah exactly. exactly
3: yeah i mean you you don't know so we just we always told her like hey you know, even if you don't like Nike's, pick whatever brand of shoe you want, and just name that that defense. If you see somebody that's far enough away that's got a knife, or they just look like they mean you know some kind of trouble, got a gun or whatever. Like I really don't want to hear your fucking story. Mm-hmm. Your story should have been like, yeah, dude, I just ran home. Like yeah. just fuck, yeah. just be safe. Period. Well, you know? the,
2: I was gonna say the alternative is either you're hurt or dead, or right. you're facing prison time because you're the one that hurt somebody else. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there's no right. good situation. And no, there's one there's of my not one of my favorite things that I learned and then taught to many people as an instructor was, um, you know, this principle of it's better to avoid than to run better to run than to deescalate better to deescalate than to fight and better to fight than to die. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing with me was just avoid the situation. If there's riots going on, don't join them. If Mm -hmm. there's, a shady alley in downtown Columbus at 3 a.m. in a bad neighborhood, don't walk down that alley. Like, don't even be there. But that's my hobby. And <laughs> Yeah, well, you're weird. <laughs>
3: um,
2: but, yeah, yeah it, it, it actually it came in. So I, I was a, tra- a trainee, I guess, almost a trainer. I'd been a trainer for about a year and a half at the point this incident happened. But I've been taking crowd for about four or five years. And I went through training with Sean. I went through training with Aaron. Um, became an instructor. And then I was driving, getting ready to leave town on a Thursday. And I had a tire blowout on my old 78 Chevy I had. And I'm in Lancaster. Uh, the only thing I could limp my truck to was Walmart. I hate going to Walmart for automotive crap. Uh, well, I, I don't like Walmart, period. But <laughs> And as I, I pull in the lot, I go back to the automotive. And I walk in. There's this dude in there that looked like Shrek. I mean, just easy six to eight inches taller than me. I'm six one. Like, this dude's just massive. Big old white dude just... Freaking nature, and he is going off. He's yelling at everybody behind the counter. He's threatened to do this and that. He's been here for four hours, and they messed up his oil change, and now he's he's mad at Walmart, right? So I walk in, and I'm like, oh, holy crap. So I'm already in a situation where there's somebody – very angry for whatever reason that I have mm-hmm. nothing to do with. So I just kind of, I walk in and I step back where I kind of observe everybody else and I'm watching, I'm looking for is anybody else with him is mm-hmm. I'm looking at his hip. Does it look like he has a pistol? Is, you know, I'm like, I'm looking for the signs and he gets going to Rant and Raven and F them and F this and F that and F this. I'm going to go whatever. So he goes up to the front, apparently deal at managers. Once he leaves, they kind of like, you know, and there's people waiting on their vehicle. Like there's, It's crowded. And he'd been there apparently four or five hours. They called me up. I say, Hey, here's my truck. I'm getting ready to leave town. I have a buddy coming to get me. My dad's going to come get it. I need a new tire. It's an old 78 Chevy. I don't care what tire you throw on it. Just get it done. And I'll worry about it when I get back home. And, uh, so I go through the whole thing. We get a tire. They have one in stock. We can get it done. It'll take this long. Fine. I'll, I'll handle it from the phone. When I leave, I'll pay for it. So my dad can just come get the keys from you. Go. Um, here's his name, Blah blah blah. Uh. I go to sign and that guy comes back in the door to the automotive and he kind of nudges me aside. Now I'm a I'm a big dude. Even then I was like three hundred pounds. Like I'm not a tiny dude. And he kind of comes in, and just kind of pushes me out of the way, and I, I kind of stumble immediately, turn back around to face him. You know, I, I do the crop thing, I turn to where I'm all my weapons are facing him, and mm-hmm. I just stand. And he's ranting and raving, blah, blah. And they said, Sir, if we can get his signature, we'll be done with him and you can go on. F him, F you know, he's looking at me now. I'm part of this. Because they said, hey, we're working with this guy. Well, now he's mad that he's still mad at them. So so in all my wit and wisdom, because you know I'm never sarcastic. I know Brandon (laughs) uh, Martell definitely knows I'm not sarcastic. No. He says, F that guy. I don't give an F about him. And I go, well, sir, it's probably because you haven't met me. I'm actually a really nice guy. Hi, my name's Randy, (laughs) And I reach my hand out. Uh. shake his hand. He smacks my hand. He's like, F you, Randy. And I went, Okay, I can see you're a real considerate person, so I'll let you handle your business. But if I could just sign that little pad there, I'll be out of your way, and you can flip this counter over. I don't care. And he goes off on me. So then he goes, he focuses attention back to them. Another employee has me, you know, lets me sign my thing. I go outside to make a phone call to my buddy. Hey, here's what's going on. Come get me at Lancaster. I'm not going to be in Circleville. Blah blah blah. You know, he was heading from. We're heading south from Columbus. So I said, Come to Lancaster instead of Circleville. Pick me up at Walmart. I'll be here until you get here. I'm stranded. Well, at this point, I'm outside standing by a wall. I'm in, like, a little corner on the phone, and he comes out. So now I've not avoided the situation. I- I've been thrown into it, right? Mm-hmm. And my next options are to run. Well, the way he came out, I'm on the phone. It was on my BlackBerry. So how long ago it's been. And you don't run. And I don't. Even then. Even when, <laughs> when, I used to, when I was instructor, running would be part of the warm-up. I'd make the class run. When I could oh, run, yeah. I hated running. I hate running. Um, I'd bike 50 miles yeah. before I'd run too. no, mm-hmm. no joke. Yep. I hate running. Yep. And, uh, but he comes out and he kind of positions himself in a way to where I can't get out of this corner without him blocking me. So he starts yelling at me. I'm on the phone and my buddy goes, dude, what's going on? I said, some guy's mad at Walmart. He's like, eh. you know, he's just yelling all kinds of obscenities at me. And finally I went, okay, sir, you have a nice day. F you I said, no, thank you. Have a nice day. You know, like get in your car and leave. And then he starts doing this thing where he turns, he, he opened his door. He's like, is that your truck? I said, nope, don't know whose truck that is. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to deescalate and mm-hmm. get out of it. And he yeah. turns his hips and closes his car door. And I went, shit. Mm-hmm. And then he starts doing this like march towards me. And I see a kid, this kid pimple faced, 15 or 16 year old. And I'm like, call the cops. I drop the phone on the pavement, get into my like craft stance. You know, I'm like, get back. You know, I'm mm-hmm. doing the whole thing. And the whole time I noticed, every time he's pointing, he's right-handed. He's pointing with his right hand, mm-hmm. and he's limping with his right knee. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm going, okay, he's right-handed. Watch out for that. Mm-hmm. And he's got a bad
1: knee. Mm-hmm. So It's amazing, like, in the heat of the moment, like, how you start calculating and processing right. things. Right. Yeah. And, and, in well, the,
2: yeah. and I've, I'm actually carrying my, my weapon. I can still carry at the time. Apparently, when I threw my hands up or something, maybe he saw it. And he goes, oh, what, well, you going to shoot me? And I got to the point where I got real cocky because now I'm getting pissed at this guy, right? And I said, "Listen, dude, I'm a level three Krav instructor. I don't know what you are, but I'm not worried about shooting you. I'm just going to whoop your ass."
0: <laughs> and that's how I said
2: it. <laughs> and he started yelling, and then he started charging me. So I went at him, and I'm thinking front kick to that right knee. Yep. Like that's where I'm going first. I'm trying for that right knee or that right hip or something. Throwing because my front kicks were always my best. My, uh, my stomp kicks were one of the things I did best. I'm a big dude. I can use my my force. And I'm like, this is a big mofo. I've got to take him down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I cannot stand and box with this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh when I started going back at him, he stopped in his tracks. And he was like, F you, blah, blah. I said, okay, thank you. And he got his car and left. <laughs> and I pick up my phone to call my buddy back. And he's like, and he knows my training. Yeah. He's not a fighter, but he knows what I've done. And he's like, Did you just kill someone? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> and then, you know, he comes, gets me. We're heading down south, and I kinda explain it all to him. And on the way, while while I'm riding with him, I called Aaron, I called Sean, I was like, dude, in the moment, it happened so fast, I didn't have time to process it until afterwards, but I need to thank you too, because I could have gotten messed up today. Mm-hmm. But because of my training, I was looking for my outs, I I you reacted. Like, dude, yeah. I did, and, and I, I did what I had to do to de-escalate the situation, because I really do not want to fight anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Jason, I found out quickly, just because they're smaller, or male or female don't matter, doesn't mean you could not get messed up. So when I see a bigger dude, oh, yeah. I'm thinking he may be really good or he may be trash at fighting. I don't want to find out. So like right. I, that's the one time in my life where I can say that all my training, all the, the sweat, the yep. hematomas, the bruises, where I went, okay, it was worth it because mm-hmm. I was able right. to get out of that without and throw a single punch, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just – Crop for me was just something completely different. It changed my life.
0: Yep. I avoid all it's this by not leaving the house.
1: <laughs> or or <laughs> you can do
3: that,
0: but that's no fun. I go to the brewery. I go buy whiskey,
3: and I play video games. Just, yeah, just stay away from from any possible things at yeah. all. Period.
2: <laughs> so back back on the fitness, so you guys are are
3: uh, all three. Of you